What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 493 here on Wednesday, Ooh. December 6th. Almost the 500. Yeah, we're crawling towards episode 500, but right before we started recording, I was kind of pacing out when that's going to be, and it'll be sometime probably in the second half of uh, January. So uh, we'll do something very special for that. I haven't decided maybe have a bunch of different guests on, yeah. do some segments or, or something. we just might be off. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be off for Christmas. I know. So I'm just kidding. Role. I'm kidding. Um, and Kwanzaa. Kwan- oh yeah, Kwanzaa. the fake holiday. Yes. Um, for all the blacks out there, happy oh Kwanzaa. Oh my God, you could say that. Uh, <laughs> December sixth, which is obviously a day before December seventh, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't take a second to remember Pearl Harbor because yeah. I think it's something in history that at this point uh, gets a little bit glossed over. Well, a lot of those guys have passed on. Oh, well, yeah, a lot for of the veterans sure, are for sure. Gone, yeah. uh, World War II, you know, obviously, there's very few of those vets left anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it follows the trend of, uh, you know, once a couple of years pass, things get kind of brushed to the side. Yeah. And I think we saw that for the first time this year also with 9-11. Yeah. Um, where, you know, the president's like, ah, who cares? You know, I don't have to be at those events. Yeah. I'm going to go to Asia. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, December 7th, I think is very important. Obviously, I, I still don't like the Japanese because of it. People think I'm crazy, but <laughs> that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I have a lot more I could say on that issue, but we're going to leave that for now. You don't like Godzilla? Your people aren't so fond sushi, of the Japs yeah, either. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> they did kind of rape and torture the whole yeah, continent. Yeah, pretty much. And deserved yeah. those two nukes that they got. Yeah, and the fire bombings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, actually, the <laughs> ton of fire bombings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe we'll watch uh, Pearl Harbor in uh, Remembrance. Yeah. Only the second half. Yeah, the <laughs> it's just like Titanic. You only need the second half. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. Full astern! Um, so, some breaking news here today. Uh, there was just some breaking news about uh, Matt, a active shooter yeah. at UNLV, yep. which is University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, although, uh, apparently, it sounds like potentially no fatalities. Yeah. One may be critical injured and a couple others injured. Just the shooter injured. is yeah. dead. Yeah. They found um, him. He's done. So, you know, we'll obviously have full coverage of that uh, if there is more to be covered about it at townhall.com. But the bigger news of the day was that Kevin McCarthy has announced that he is going to retire from the House of Representatives at the end of the year. Um, There's a few things that are problematic that are coming out of this now, though. Obviously, everybody that listened to this show for long term knows that back when the uh, initial move to kick McCarthy out was happening is that I said be careful what you wish for because it could make things worse okay you're talking and about we, his war chest aren't you and we well there's a lot here yeah yeah we may have ended up with a what I would say at this point marginally better speaker wouldn't say he's really uh, blown my socks off at this point yet marginally better speaker but now because of this Kevin McCarthy he's Kevin McCarthy's leaving yeah. Patrick McHenry, the number two in command that took over temporarily, is also going to be retiring at the end of the year. And George Santos was expelled, which is another disgrace that we're going to get to in a second. So now we have a one-seat majority in Congress. And that's how it will be basically until uh, the new election next year. So 
we have no margin for error, even worse than before. Yeah. That's not to mention that so far Mike Johnson has been okay at fundraising. Nothing spectacular. Nothing like Kevin McCarthy was capable of doing. Yeah. Because let me remind you, it was McCarthy's Congressional Leadership Fund, CLF, that won the House back in 2022. Yeah. It was not the RNC and feckless Ronna McDaniel. Uh, It was not the NRCC, uh, led by Tom Emmer, who is another moron. It was Kevin McCarthy. And I think that we're really going to regret not having that come next year. Especially because we already have major money problems on our side, as we went through at length last show. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. RNC's broke. Everyone's broke. The NRCC's broke. The NRSC's broke. Trump also has no money. No one has... Who has money? The Democrats do. Joe Biden raised $15 million last Uh, night for showing up for 15 minutes at a dinner. Yeah. Well, that was always going to be like... You're the president of the United States. You're going to be able to raise a ton of money. Of course, but it just illustrates the point that that we're up against... We're in serious We are going to get outspent at least probably four to one... Uh, which doesn't usually turn out very well. Yeah. The Really, the only time I can think of in history where the candidate won being outspent was Trump, Trump 2016. Was Trump. Yeah, it was Trump. And that was a miracle alignment of the stars. What we, happened We again? caught them off guard. You know, We're, we're not yeah. going to catch them off guard this yeah, time. No. So it's going to be a very different fight this time. You know what this means? Hmm. It means we gotta start taking illegal campaign donations. No, that's not <laughs> what it means, <laughs> George Santos. So let's talk about the yeah, George yeah, Santos yeah. thing. Uh, I find it disgraceful that he was kicked out of Congress for a number of reasons. One, that a hundred and something so-called air quote Republicans voted to kick him out of Congress, knowing. That we only had a very razor-thin majority to begin with. Yeah. And he reliably conservative voted 100% of the time. He was a 100% conservative voter. Yeah. Okay? The, the conservatives didn't vote against him. It was yeah. the rhinos yeah. that voted him out. And 105 of them. The well, Uniparty. because he also knew that he was probably going to get voted out anyway. So, you know, well, you why, mean, not, why, not, why not go for the – you know, go for it. But, he, know, but he had already said he wasn't <clears throat> running yeah, for re-election. That's it. Right? So – what was the purpose of this? Okay, this it's absolutely ridiculous. It was a virtue signal. No, of course it was yeah, a virtue signal. You know and the, the Uniparty teamed up with, you know, the, the Rhinos and the Democrats teamed yep. up yet again and got rid of them. First, like I said, that's a disgrace. Secondly, it's up to the voters who represents the, that district, okay? Uh, we had the same exact situation when they wanted to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. And we said the same exact thing, that it's up to the voters of the district who shall represent them, okay? There was going to be an election next year to fill this seat. He wasn't even running. Yeah. It also just shows you how, like, crazy that, that whole ethics process is. Well, the— you know, it's been sort of weaponized, right? The so-called against- ethics committee, which is almost, I'm pretty sure, filled with people who are unethical themselves. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, what else is no, right? Is— if, you know, basically came back with a bunch of <laughs> yeah. okay, but no worse than half the people who are up there in Congress now. Oh, I mean, if we're going by, Bob Menendez has done things worse, much worse. Well, well I'm going to get to that <laughs> yeah, in a second, because yeah, that's uh, a whole other portion yeah. of this. 
I'm talking but about on our side. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, there's many signs that he's point. He is insider traded excessively, Ooh, allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> well, you know, look at all these people that do all these insider trades. Dan Goldman from New York. Yeah. Um, you can go down the list here. There's insider traders all over Congress that, in my opinion, is way worse than anything that George Santos did. Yeah. What, they got him on a bunch of campaign finance violations? Are you yeah. kidding me? AOC had campaign finance violations, yeah. took illegal donations, not kicked out of Congress. And then we have a bunch of pro-Hamas terrorists uh, who represent Michigan and, Il- and, and Minnesota. You have oh, the- Ilhan Omar yeah, and Rashida that- Tlaib yeah. are literally a heartbeat away from picking up an AK-47 yeah. and a suicide vest. Yeah. But yeah, let's get rid of George yeah. Santos. And she also your brother. Yes. Ilhan Omar. That's and true. also got married him. Married him. Not just yet. Yeah, married So there's some immigration. And she also misused campaign funds, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. So spare me with and this. And that was the bullshit. that was the Minnesota Star who dug that up. Yeah. Did a great piece years ago. Obviously went nowhere. Well and now yeah. we turn to uh, corrupt Bob Menendez, who is still a United States senator. Even though he's accused, and that's the other thing, George Santos has not had his day in court yet, yeah. real court, Yeah. okay, just accused, but that was both campaign finance violations. Bob Menendez stands accused and of clear evidence yeah. of taking bribes and being owned by a foreign government in the form of gold bars and cash that he had hidden in his house. Yeah. Literally owned by a foreign government, one of our 100 senators owned by Egypt. Yeah. The senator from Egypt, as Fetterman yeah. called him, which is hilarious. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play yeah. that clip, <laughs> clip of Fetterman here because it's perfect. Um, but I, I, just don't, I just don't get how this is, this is what's pressing on Capitol Hill. Well, but yeah, I mean, remember, the, the, you know, it's just – it's the swamp. The Democrats don't give a Bob Menendez doesn't give a mm-hmm. and Democrat well, and Democrats well, know and Democrats know how to stick together during these institutional uh, ethical quandaries. Well, also, so, but Mike Johnson was against this, but not a great sign mm-hmm. that he couldn't stop it from happening. Yeah, that's true. As he, uh, you know, his he should have wielded his power as speaker and beat these hundred Republicans back. Yeah. Oh, um, you're gonna vote for this? No money next year. Exactly. No yeah. money. Um. So here's the here's the Fetterman clip that I was talking about. Um, he was on The View, and he was asked about Bob Menendez, and he had quite a bit to say. It's a little bit of a lengthy clip, but I think it's worth it if you haven't heard it yet. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. We have a colleague in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And, you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny. And like, you know, he, you know, landed on the, the moon and it got kind of stuff. Uh, whereas... <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think, is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, so I, 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 I really think he needs to go. And uh, especially it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House, you know, someone like that. I, you know what's really crazy to me? And I, I tweeted this the other day. We know we're living in insane times when the most sane Democrat is a brain-damaged vegetable. Yes, true. 
like John Fetterman, <laughs> yeah, uh, who is saying all the right things these days yeah, when it is. comes to Israel. Uh, Israel this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. He has, I can't tell you how many people he's pissed off in Pennsylvania. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I ever voted for you. There was a... Oh, the progressives yeah, are pissed. There, there's yeah, there's a Middle Eastern studies professor at, at my alma mater, Dickinson College, who wrote in, um, <laughs> I think she wrote in the Philly Inquirer, how, like, she was so disappointed that she voted for him. Mm-hmm. So, um, and how he just, like, waves the Israeli flag when a bunch of these pro-terrorists are... <laughs> <laughs> being arrested on Capitol grounds. That was funny. Yeah, oh yeah, so, that was a good one. That was a good uh, one. And he, apparently his office is plastered with the uh, missing posters of the huh. Israelis that were taken hostage. Or yeah. at least a part of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, dude, you know, sometimes... Uh, listen, I'm sure in like a few weeks he's going to do something that we're going to hate him again. Yeah, it broke, but it broke for now, clock. I'm enjoying him basically ruffling the feathers of the far left. You know the saying goes, broken clock is right twice yeah, a day. for sure. Um... Up on otherwise up on Capitol Hill, there's movement towards a potential official impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Uh, I'll believe it when know, I f- see it. Yeah, I mean, I've been we've been hearing this for months. I it's mean, it's just a big old. And they don't want to do it. No, and, they don't want to do it. They just they just want to put out these statements saying there's going to be an inquiry so they can fundraise off of it. Yeah, and then they're, they're, I mean, this is what like the seventeenth. Announcement about some impeachment inquiry, and it's just like, is this well, like and, a, and, an oversight committee chairman Comer keeps coming with this evidence, is yeah. damning evidence showing all these payments uh, and all this contact between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and all of their foreign business yeah. associates. Basically, what, associates. We, what we thought like three years ago was happening yeah. it has been turned, you know, now we have the evidence. And is anyone going to do anything about it? I don't know. You know, uh, I get, I get the, the, you know, to quote George Bush, the, the, strategery, the strategery of, it, of right? this, but like either or get off the pot. Yeah. Either do it or don't. Or do just it. shut the fuck up about yeah. it. We all know at the end of the day, They're regardless of whether the House votes to impeach or not, he's not going to be removed. No. No. Okay. No, the Democrats. There's not. No way. There's not votes in the Senate. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as Trump. Yeah. So. Yeah, I get the the want for, you know, political retribution there and to prove a point. But at the end of the day, nothing is going to really happen. Now, there might be value in having hearings of this stuff, but the mainstream media is going to cover for the Bidens, as we've seen them do already by the power of blacking out the news. And in this case, if there is impeachment hearings, they'll be forced to cover it, but they're going to so selectively edit it and basically just run interference from their news channels, air quote, news channels, for the Biden administration and regime. I mean, that's just what will happen. Yeah. That's just a fact, right? I get the idea here is to win the PR war, but I, the, is the... the I, don't trust don't a, even, I don't trust anybody on our side to win any, to lead any no, PR war. No, they don't war. have an effective messenger for that. But not <laughs> yeah. only that, the reason the Trump impeachments were so, you know, effective, air quote, was because Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and all those losers had all of the broadcast networks nonstop parroting their talking points. And they had their minions go on. And this was all on the heel. This was all on the heels of the Russian collusion hoax. Yeah. Where they basically got a vast swath of the public to believe that Trump was owned by Russia. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, when it comes with a DOJ seal, people believe it. Well, yeah. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know... I just am a little, little. I'm a little over the fact that up on Capitol Hill, there seems to be the same old bullshit 
doing nothing to actually help any situation or serve the American people, and they're all just concerned with more bulls uh, like expelling George Santos and passing continuing resolutions to spend our money uh, and talking about more aid for Ukraine and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's literally all it is. And we haven't gotten any improvement in the spending bills that we were promised as part of replacing the speaker. Okay? It's the same CRs that you would have gotten with Kevin McCarthy. Yep. It's just a fact. That's a fact of it. Yeah. So, you know, while we can say, sure, we didn't necessarily like Kevin McCarthy, uh, he was a Republican vote, and he was a good fundraiser, and now he's leaving Congress. Yeah. And who exactly is going to pick up that mantle so far, Mike Johnson? He seems okay. Doesn't quite seem to the caliber of, uh, of at least of a fundraiser as McCarthy was. And yeah. really, in an election year, that's all that matters. They're not going to yeah. do anything groundbreaking in an election year. They're just not. That's yeah. not how it goes up there. They'll run up to all the deadlines. They'll pass CRs. You know, it, it's it, it's just ridiculous what goes on here. And if even if we if we win the presidency, I mean, it's very likely that the House would come along with it. But if we don't win the House because of this bullshit and we have the presidency and it basically stops us from doing anything, will we then look back and say, oh, yeah, Matt Gates did a great thing? Probably not. No. So I think we're starting to see that now. I was about to say, there's like we're starting to see that now. Like, what the did we do this for? Uh Yeah, victory. It was over Ukraine aid. Remember that? And now Mike Johnson's all about the Ukraine. Whatever, whatever. You know, know. you know, talking about. It's just like you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, I think a lot of us. Listen, Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy hate each other, Mm -hmm. and he just took out his personal, and whatever. Yep. Basically, us. Uh, earlier today, Joe Biden gave a stumbling, bumbling statement uh, where he was coughing every three seconds. COVID. Um, and the, well, or maybe the new mystery Chinese uh, virus, which has been oh, floating that's around. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, uh, Chinese pneumonia. Yeah, I think it's being overhyped. Um, which, it's mostly young kids, right? Yeah, I think it's like a version of RSV or something. Oh, well, the kiddies um, get it, and they're going to get it more because they've kept them, especially in China, they've kept them in those concentration camps with the COVID protocols for so damn long. Yeah. You know, I, there, I, there's no natural immunity now. I, I'm I going back to school. Uh, you know? I think that they're kind of just amping this up to scare people before the election. Well, that too. You know. The election um, variant. Yeah, essentially, going into that yeah. time frame. Yeah. Um, but... Earlier today, Joe Biden was asked about his, basically all of his business interactions. I was shocked that this question got asked, and I was also shocked... That he stood there and answered it? Well, he didn't answer it. (laughs) He just outright denied it. Uh, Take a listen. Uh, There is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their business associates? I did not. They're well, lies. Okay, well, the, uh, the bank records and the photographs and the recordings and the emails and, you know, all that don't prove that to be true. So, yeah. All right. Um, 
the Israel Hamas war back on. Yeah. Ceasefire yep. over. Um, what's been going on over there? I know you've been following a lot of everything. Yeah. Uh, first, let's, I guess, talk about the uh, operation to flood the tunnels. Yeah. So this has been mold for a while. Um, it is probably the best option to permanently destroy that network. Mm-hmm. Um, they have multiple pumps to the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And they're going to basically flood the tunnels, the terror tunnels with seawater. And they started that yesterday. Uh, I know that there was some, you know, controversy because it could damage the aquifer and all this bullshit. But listen, whatever Israel does, they're going to get, you know, slammed. So whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So they find they're flooding them. They're flooding them as we speak. So for any terrorists that are down in those pitch black tunnels. Yeah, um, yeah you're about to meet Allah. I don't think <laughs> that any Hamas terrorists are listening to Triggered in the Tunnels yeah. under Israel. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you gave yeah. them a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, And even the leaders, they're all dead. You know that, that photo of them and that, yeah. that secret bunker having a great dinner uh, on October 7th? I think there's what? There's like eight of them. I think Israel has killed five. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I, this should have been done years ago. Yeah. I think it should have been done when Protective Edge was going on, which was what, 2014? Yeah. So, um, they're finally doing it. The Gaza Metro can be destroyed because there's a whole bunch of shit. Remember, it was like, you know, they could, uh, have dogs down there, but like, it's, it's all pitch black and it's all booby trapped. And some of them are just, you know, the width of like a, a, a telephone booth. Mm-hmm. You know, mass casualty, you know, incidents are high with that. It's just, it's why, why? And even that anti-personnel foam bomb, which is, you know, effective, it, it doesn't go that far. Yeah. You know, and also, again, you have to f- operate it in the pitch black. And, you know, some Israeli troops have been injured actually setting up the bomb because of yeah. the chemicals. So, you know, it just flooded with water. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, they also could have bombed the entrenches and, you know, <clears throat> collapsed them and basically they would have suffocated anyway. But, you know. Yeah. Going into those tunnels, not a good good idea. Yeah. Um, um, but this, this is going to take years anyway. Well, what so. I found interesting is that now you have senior Hamas officials saying that they're planning something bigger than October 7th. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't think they have the operational capacity to do that right now. Not at this point, I don't yeah. think so either. Every, and they're also ready for it. Like, it's, it's not going right, to You're not going to catch them by surprise. Yeah, not going to happen. So... That's but again, that's but that's that's what they do, you know. That's that's their propaganda thing. They're gonna do. They're gonna be Baghdad Bob uh-huh. until the IDF reaches Rafa, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna you know piece by piece, square by kill box by kill box, mop them up, mm-hmm. and then once all this is done, they're gonna go into southern Lebanon. So <laughs> this isn't done. Yeah. Well, so apparently now the so some of the hostages were released. Yeah, most of them were not women. Um, and now apparently our state department says that the reason that they didn't release the female hostages is because they have experienced too much torture while in captivity. They don't want them speaking out about what's been done to them. Uh, listen to this clip here. Only because we haven't made an independent assessment, uh, our own. We've obviously seen the reports 
that Hamas has committed sexual violence, they've committed rape. Um, we have no reason at all to doubt those reports. Um, uh, when you look at all the atrocities that Hamas uh, carried out on October 7th and the atrocities that they have carried uh, out since, the fact that they continue to hold women hostages, the fact that they continue to hold children hostages, the fact that it seems one of the reasons they don't want to turn women over that they've been holding hostage and the reason this pause fell apart is they don't want those women to be able to talk about what happened to them during their time in custody. Um, certainly, there is very uh, little that I would put beyond Hamas when it comes to its treatment of civilians and particularly its treatment uh, of women. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, disgustingly, there's Democrats downplaying these atrocities. Yeah. Uh, you know, the terrorist squad up on the hill. Uh, the, the, you, what's really shocking me is the people's commitment, and by people I mean these terrorist animals, their commitment to saying that this stuff was just all made up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've seen all this? Oh, yeah, yeah. There were no rapes. There were no beheadings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it goes back to the whole anti-Semitic trope that Jews lie, mm-hmm. uh, that they control the media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not, you know, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, uh, as explicitly said as uh, they did in Germany back in 1935 with the Lügenpresse. But right, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's there, you know. It's, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're just lying. Um you know, it's my thing is like you know, remember believe all women. Yeah, that's that's yeah, dead. Yeah, that's absolutely dead. I just can't believe how we for for years mm-hmm. we were talked about this and that about how if you don't support or believe women, you're basically enabling rape culture. You're a rapist. You're pro rapist. Rape, rape, rape. And now when there's a mass rape of Jewish women, there's silence. Mm-hmm. And. It must be taken in under context. Apparently, that's the that's the other abysmal line. Yeah. Um, it's just okay. Well, you know, and now they're saying, well, that was always an over. Or, now these progs are like, oh, well, 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 believe all women. That was that was always an overreach. Always an overreach. I'm like, okay, well, now that Jews are being mass raped, that's an overreach, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's. Um, Hey, listen, eventually, as we all know, progressives will hang themselves with their own <laughs> rope. You know, you just, you just give enough uh, of it to them and they'll, they'll self-sabotage. So it might, it might take a while. <clears throat> yeah. It might take a long while, but eventually that boomerang always tends to decapitate them. So. Yeah, we'll see if uh, – and here's the thing. The uh, American Jewish population long has voted very Democrat. It's going to be interesting to see if that continues or changes. Yeah, with, I, I, I don't think it'll change, man. Well, I feel like this has opened a lot of people's eyes. I, I agree, but there's still <clears throat> a lot of Americans who are just unabashedly liberal. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I mean, Obama was the most anti-Israel president we've had mm-hmm. probably ever. Yeah, oh, agree. And that, yeah. it, didn't sh- it didn't shake for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, I hope you're right. Obviously, I mean, we'll a, a massive we'll terrorist see. attack like this. I mean, you know. I mean, but um, yeah. Um, all right. So yesterday, the uh, heads of UPenn, MIT, and Harvard were Ugh. up on Capitol Hill, um, and they were asked about how basically the disgusting acts. Of anti-Semitism, man. Not just anti-Semitism, Genocide. but pro-terrorist Hamas supporters on yeah. the campuses yeah. of these 
indoctrination yeah. centers. And does it constitute bu- bullying and violate their code of conduct on campus? And they basically endorse Jewish genocide. Yeah, all well, three of them did. We uh, we have a clip here. It's a little bit long. Yeah, but if you haven't heard it, highly encourage. Otherwise, you get skipped through. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. Does M- at MIT does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment. I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if if the speech becomes conduct, It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Again, it's the context, remember? It's always the context. Mm -hmm. When it happens to Israelis or it happens to Jews, there's always a context. But Islamophobia is a massive problem. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know. Well, it's just, and on. the Democrats do it to themselves, too, because yeah. uh, just recently, uh, Representative Debbie Dingell of Michigan, a Democrat, spoke out against Hamas's rape of Israeli women, uh, doxed, and death threats multiple times. Well, Michigan is loaded with those pro-terrorist pieces of you know, it's uh, and she's also by the I mean sidebar. She's also she's one of the most more sane Democrats. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> Michigan is the land of Rashida Tlaib. That's true. You know, that's true. So it's filled with terrorists, and um, you know they're very not happy about um, you know us killing their 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 constituents. I guess over there. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> What I don't get is how the, you could have, like, Chuck Schumer, right? Oh, he's total pro-Israel, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the terrorist Ilhan Omar. Yeah. It's like, at least on our side, we have a general, you know, respect. Yeah. For human life and not being pro-terrorist. Terrorist. Yeah, I know. For them, that's very difficult, apparently. Well, it's about the struggle. Remember, they're freedom fighters. It's that's about true. It's about yeah. the occupation yeah. and everything. And that's that's kind of like the, you know, I know they're, they're probably not the majority of the party mm-hmm. base, but I would say they're almost a third of it. It's definitely a significant underbelly. Yeah. Um, you know, we have these, you know, we get back to MIT. I mean, you know, you see that... The, uh, I forget her name, but she was there yesterday, and she was saying how she's um, studying to get her doctorate. Mm-hmm. She had to leave her student group because they told her the people who were um, murdered at the Nova Music Festival when Hamas, you know, paraglided in, deserved <clears throat> to die because they were partying on stolen land. Oh, like that yeah. type. Of, you know, what I'm trying to say like that undercurrent is. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pervasive and it's growing. Yep. And I think that, um, you know, the whole Ivy League being anti-Semitic, that kind of doesn't shock me. It's always been anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvard has always not wanted Jewish students there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's Asians, but, uh, you know what I mean? But it's just, you know, it's, it, it's something we got to look out of. You know, b- before, they, they were like the, they were like the cranks, you know? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're anti-Israel. Now, <clears> like, <throat> look at the cities, man. Right. They, they're, they're, they're invading Philly. They attacked that Jewish-owned falafel shop and accused the owner of genocide for some reason which is basically like a pogrom mm-hmm. and i saw someone tweet like um these were the same people who said you know trump was hitler like two yeah. years ago yeah you know and then they atta- yeah they, they, they tried to storm uh a mcdonald's <clears throat> in times square because apparently mcdonald's is pro-israeli or something yeah you know it's day in and day out and it's just there's a long list of companies yeah. that are pro-israel yeah and um, there's no i mean do, do, do these have permits for all this no, like they're they're no. they're basically like they march down these you know in the New York's and then they just go out and disperse and start attacking Jews everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I hate to say it, do we, do we, should we raid these people's homes? Well, the Germans did that. The Germans did that, and Hamas has operated in this country for years. We know where they are because the FBI wiretaps all these. They've done so since ninety since the nineties at least. We should raid the houses. This is out of control. Well, it's it's one thing if it's only one rally, right? But this is Philly, this is California, this is New York City. Like, they are everywhere. There's a few problems. One, we don't know who these people are because the FBI is not doing their job. They'd rather track the grannies who walked through the Capitol yeah. uh, and arrest 
um, uh, members of the uh, Los Angeles County Republican Party. Yeah, um, I know. That's for just, for God. walking through the Capitol allegedly yeah, trespassing and giving yeah. them fifty year sentences for that. Um, you know, they're not concerned about terrorists, but yeah. so we don't even know who these people are. Like we had in the, you know, post nine eleven kind yeah. of surveillance era, which you could debate how many Americans got caught up in that. But uh, in general, it led to America being kept safe. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is the main goal of Department of Homeland Security. Now that's been weaponized against Us. so-called internal domestic threats. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they're concerned with. They're not concerned with the now majorly infiltrated foreign threats in the United States who came across our open border. <clears throat> Just this morning, there were, I believe, dozens of foreign nationals from terrorist-designated countries, uh, such as Somalia and Iran and Iraq, caught at the border. Yeah. So, you know, uh, frankly, I'm surprised that there has not been a major attack yet here in America. Knock I on, think knock it's, on wood. You know, yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, though. Um, it, the clock is basically ticking down on that, yeah. and you know the FBI, like I said, has no clue who these f- people are. Yeah. It's it's like San Bernardino. Yeah, there were bombs all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. The neighbors knew. They yeah. said nothing. Yeah, and that's what it's going to yeah, be. It is. The, the The Biden administration talks about oh how Islamophobia is such a big problem in this country. No, well, no. you know it's not a phobia when these people genuinely want yeah. to. Exactly. Annihilate you and murder there you. There are legitimate fears. And sorry, yeah. these people are also they're they're flashing swastikas everywhere now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, 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 listen, if you're that brazen to flash a swastika and, and call for Jewish genocide, you know what? It doesn't take that long to get from A to B regarding tossing a few grenades in a subway station or something. Well, yeah, city, and, and you know? they, they all chant death to America. Yeah. I mean that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Ray was testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday and he's a retard but he said something that i found particularly surprising and uh, and worrying uh roll that clip mr producer so what i would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now i've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Yeah, so the warning uh, signs are all over the place. The worst that they basically have been in a long time. Um, so, you know, I, I really do think it's only a matter of time at this yeah. point. Um, I mean, hey, listen, you know, all these terror groups, they, ha- they have the Internet. You know, they're, they have social media. They, they see all these people. That, this is a massive recruiting pool. Yeah. And, All these rounds. And speaking of the border, uh, Arizona, and particularly the Tucson sector, has been completely overrun. At one point, there were, I think this was yesterday, actually, 12,000 encounters. What? In a day? Yeah. The highest single-day total ever recorded. Uh, oh, my God. That we it, know about. So, really, yeah. time's up by three, and that's, that's more the accurate yeah. number. yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking millions and millions and millions of illegals here. 
there's no end in sight. It's now crossing season because it's much more temperate there. Um, it's only going to get worse. And Speaker Johnson, the one thing that good that he did so far is he's saying, and this is saying words, that he will not pass any supplemental Ukraine funding without enactment of a, quote, transformative change to our nation's border security All right. Well, we're headed for a shutdown. I can tell you that right, <laughs> right now. Well, no, it's, it, this yeah. isn't about a shutdown, yeah. though. This is about they want a separate Ukraine package. Yeah, it's... it's because the CR runs yeah, through January, yeah. uh, which they'll just pass another one of those. Yeah. But Biden's because he wants more Ukraine money. Uh, the we'll Republicans cave. want to give Israel some money, but he wants to give Ukraine like a hundred billion, and wants to give Israel like, like fourteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know. And I'm like, okay, out, yeah. well, what's the proportionality on that? Um, at this point, I don't know. Zelensky must be uh, pinching pennies, man. You know, he must. You know, he doesn't have that gravy train all to himself. Oh anymore. well, that was what Biden said today. Was that oh well, Republicans are giving uh, Putin the best Christmas gift he could have ever hoped for. Fine. Zelensky. Yeah, I know. Uh, did you see that? I think a couple of European leaders were like, uh, "Yeah, this Zelensky guy kind of stole the money. Kind, when, he's <laughs> yeah. kind of setting up an authoritarian dictatorship in Ukraine." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he canceled the elections. Uh, you know, I get that it's wartime, but yeah. like, for them to be saying that, yeah, that's when you know. Yeah, that's when you know that everyone's a little tired of this. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, oh, speaking of illegal immigrants, by the way, uh-huh. uh, Dick Durbin thinks that there's an easy solution to the illegal immigration problem and our military recruitment problem. Just make yeah. the illegals yeah. in the military. Yeah. Roll that clip. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our, our shores and our border. But... There is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them the chance? I think we should. Illegal oh alien God. army. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these, oh, God, these people are just so bad at just anything national security-based. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's what we got running our country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start in just about a little bit about 2024 news that we got going on here. Uh, there is a debate tonight. I almost forgot until somebody reminded me this morning. Um, it's going to be between DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie. So at least... They finally, I guess, got it down to four. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, you know, obviously Trump's not showing up. I mean, how many more of these are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know. You know, kind of a waste of time at this point. Nobody's really interested. 
Although I kind of want to see if someone brings up if uh, she still supports, uh, you know, letting kids chop their d- off. Well, we're getting to that. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> um, Nikki Haley, everybody knows how I feel about Nikki Haley. But, I love how you're uh, trying to be polite. <laughs> I, just hope, I, I just hope that tonight, well, you know definitely DeSantis is going to have it out for Nikki Haley. Yeah. I also hope that Vivek goes at it with her some Indian on Indian violence um, you know I guess I'm gonna showdown watch showdown in Kashmir I don't know I go back and forth between yeah. whether I'm gonna watch tonight or not it's not really anything else on um, Rick and Morty's on yeah but I'm just that's kidding I know, I'm, I'm, kind of kidding. I know I'm kidding I know I'm kidding so yeah Nikki Haley has gone through an incredible uh, implosion over the last few weeks Remember, she was riding high and like Icarus got last, too close to the sun. Well, after the last debate, uh, everyone's like, "Oh, Nikki Haley, oh, oh Nikki Haley," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, she f- sucks." So, well, uh, they were saying this, and she barely broke like twenty percent. Remember that? Not even twenty yeah. percent. Lower than that. <laughs> here's the other thing that people completely you, you, discount. You thought she won the nomination? No, yeah. Here's the other thing that completely people discount. They talk about how oh, she has the best poll numbers against Joe Biden. Okay, so does DeSantis, but DeSantis isn't going to win the primary. Yeah. And if anything, DeSantis has a mathematically better shot than Nikki Haley of winning the primary. And I'll tell you why. Because of base voters. Yeah. Because of the actual base of the conservative party. If you combine all these things together, right, people that say they'd consider voting for you, um, if Trump were to drop out, right, because, you know, Said, we'll say, God forbid, he died or went to jail or something like that. <gasps> the percentage that would go to DeSantis is massive. He would basically get like 85% of it. Yeah, yeah, because he is the most conservative next in line person. Yeah. Okay. The amount that Nikki Haley tops out at is like 48 total, right? That's, that's including a stretch. DeSantis tops out of like 68. And Trump tops out of like I think it's like eighty six or something like that, right? Yeah, that's the number you got to look at. Nikki Haley was never going to command the base because we all know she's a joke. <laughs> she is uh, a opportunist who never held a real political belief in her life, and then decided that she wanted to get into politics. And it just so happened that she was getting into politics in the state of South Carolina, and in South Carolina. Guess what? Got to be Republican. It's Republican dominant. Okay? Yeah. It's like R plus 50. So you got to be a Republican. Okay? So she decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a Republican. Even though she's not. Okay? She's a rhino. She's a neocon, globalist, uh, crony capitalist in the pocket of BlackRock and Larry Fink and all those people. Okay? Look at her policy positions. Okay, just look at the last few weeks. Oh, you the remember problem, the yeah. free speech SS? Do I need yeah. to do I need to cue yeah. the f-ing SS Fair marching? Are your in? papers for this Twitter post? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She wants that. She wants a uh, government uh, held um, essentially close to a social credit system. Yep. She likes the centralized banking digital currency. She loves ESG. And defended BlackRock and Larry Fink's move to try to essentially uh, Marxist revolutionize how climate change is approached in this country, to quote yeah. their materials. 
Uh, and, and, then, for the, and for the medical uh, freedom people, she has a little waffled line on vaccine mandates. Oh, yeah, you wrote about that. Yeah. Vaccine mandates. Yeah, yeah she yeah. basically, as a yeah. state legislator, she backed an HPV mandate without a parental opt-out. Which and, I find ridiculous. And then, it, you know, she, her defense is, well, well, the bill was tabled anyway, which is true. But then when she was elected governor, she vetoed basically the exact same bill that she, that she endorsed as a legislator uh, when she, in 2012. So it's like, okay, well, what do we, what do well, we do she, here? She, and, 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 and now she's absolutely against vaccine mandates. Yeah. Uh, uh, the COVID vaccine mandate. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, what, 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 what but, but your, well, and as, record. As governor, yeah. her record that she tries to sweep under the rug. Yeah. She was against the so-called bathroom bill. Right. Yeah. And that gave us a clue on how she feels about the whole tranny issue. <laughs> because now a new clip has been surfaced. Which I actually saw this clip back in June when it was initially done. The interview was initially done, and I tweeted about it back then. I found it appalling back then, and I find it appalling now. But it's making big news now. Um, why don't I just play this for you, and then we'll talk about it. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. So the parents who are abusing their children by mutilating them Mm -hmm. should be allowed to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought we had uh, laws against child abuse in this country. Yeah. Can you not just uh, not beat your children to near death? Yeah. Right? Uh, can you not feed them alcohol? Uh, can you not allow them to get plastic surgery, I'm pretty sure is forbidden? Yeah. Tattoos? There's rules. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so I'm not sure why she thinks that these parents who are abusing their children, oftentimes against the real true will of the children yeah which is even more gross yeah she wants to chop all these kids off (laughs) you knew it was coming (laughs) she loves it she loves it just like the democrats and that is one of the reasons why nikki haley sucks and that's just one of them there's many um nikki nikki the castrator meet the real nikki haley Mm -hmm. loves chopping them off (laughs) <laughs> All right, hopefully, hopefully she gets totally. Nikki Haley, twenty twenty four. We'll chop your d- off. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she gets f- annihilated tonight. I know. I could. I bet you. Megan Kelly tweeted about this yesterday. Yeah. I bet you, Megan Kelly's going to ask about oh, this tonight. Yeah. yeah. Someone has to make a meme of like Indiana Jones the Temple of Doom and put her face on one of the guys. <laughs> the, where are your kids? With the swords. <laughs> yeah, the swords. Yeah. Um be gone all right so actually i think as of today we're just about one one month away maybe a month and a half away from uh, beginning the process of the 2024 presidential elections um you can go ahead and yeah. visit town hall and read the post everything you need to know about the presidential primaries to see where your state falls how many delegates are up for grabs and when the elections will be Realistically, the presidential primary is going to be a total bloodbath. It's going to be Trump all the way, unless something radically changes. I could see maybe 
someone upsetting in Iowa, but let's not forget that in yeah. uh, 2016, Trump also lost Iowa. Um, after that, the map becomes very, very uh, pro-Trump in his favor, and yeah. probably he would have the required delegates, I think, by just after Super Tuesday. So yeah. that's pretty much done and set, again, without some sort of radical, massive change in the race, and I just don't see that happening right now. So it's going to be Trump, and uh, we hope he can get it together. Uh, I think that he has shown some positive signs in the last week. There's been a few negatives. He's still got the the comedy. Last night, he was on Hannity doing a town hall. <laughs> and he was asked, because this has become the Democrat talking point, essentially, over yeah. the last two weeks. They're getting very nervous. They've seen the poll numbers, what we talked about last week. Basically, the best tro- poll numbers of Trump's career in politics. Um, showing him with pretty decent margins of victory in the swing states especially against Joe Biden because everybody hates Joe Biden. So they're now on the, well, Trump's just going to be a dictator routine yeah. and comparing him to Hitler and all that stuff, which is ironic because they're the ones that hate Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night on Hannity Town Hall, uh, Trump was asked if, if he's going to be a dictator. Uh, take a listen to his response. You are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's not not retribution. I got it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border. And we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies <laughs> when you were president. That was pretty good. It is, yeah. That was pretty it's, good. it's almost like, remember when he's like, I will concede if I win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, of course, you like, yeah. come on. Yep. <laughs> Talked about it last week. The Muslims are abandoning Biden yes. pretty hard. Yes. And, um, and, and, and I guess, uh, like we discussed, in states that he has to win. Minnesota, Michigan. Right. They dot the Rust Belt. There's a lot of pro-terrorist Muslim clusters of voters, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it, they're not gonna, they're going to stay home. Yep. So, um, yeah, you know, they're the pro-genocide group, so. Well, you know, not surprising. I mean, they are, you know, they love terrorism. Yeah. They love Sharia law. We have long talked about this. I mean, you know, look at places like Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, God. Uh, you know, Minneapolis, where Ilhan's from and all that. <laughs> Excuse me. But the thing is, they don't need to necessarily vote for us. No. Them staying home, staying home is just enough yeah. to help in those potentially key yeah. swing areas, especially Michigan. Michigan's big. Um, so that's going to be big. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to be a real big story. Now, again, it depends how long the war goes, what kind of sentiments out there. A oh, lot it's, can change. It's going to be – this is not – remember, because remember, Israel is going to remain in Gaza Forever. Even after yeah. this, they're going to take yeah. over the security responsibilities, uh-huh. not so much the administrative, but that's a whole other bag of worms. And then they're going to go into Lebanon. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is that, that that is the next target because Hezbollah is also firing like three times as many f- rockets yeah. since this whole thing began. So um, this is not just going to go away and people over time are going to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I forgot about Gaza. I'm going to vote for Joe Biden in 2024. So... Well, you know, you know? I, again, again, the election, if it were held today, very positive. Yeah. 
long time the 11 months yeah. from now to the but, election for sure and with these defections oh we win we win we, the blue wall oh, is shattered yeah. again Remember, remember, remember Trump? Be, we shattered that sucker. Well, yeah, it'll be it shattered again. It would be a landslide. Yeah. It would probably be between 306 and like 320 electoral votes. Well, I'll take that. Um, yeah, I'd take it too. Let's, but again, let's, let's have 11, the election right now. 11 months. Mike yet. Johnson, pass the amendment. Let's do it right now. Let's have it be like in <laughs> uh, like in Britain where they can just call snap election. Yeah, snap election. The election is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's pretty much it for today. I think that we're going to have quite a lot to talk about with how this campaign is going to evolve. You have Biden last night saying a very interesting line that I thought... I'm dropping out? <laughs> no. <laughs> that if Trump wasn't running, he wouldn't be running. Oh, God. Very interesting. Uh, and Trump should drop out for four days. <laughs> wait for Biden to make a move and then jump back in. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I think that... Uh, there, here's the interesting thing to me. And we got an email from. Uh, well, I got a couple of emails here. Let, let's do. Let's do read your emails because right. it's a good segue for what I wanted to talk about. This is from our good friend Gail. She says Joe won't drop out, and here's why: because Kamala would then be the presumptive nominee, and she's even more despised than Joe. She thinks that they're going to keep Joe in place all the way to the convention. Then, at the last minute, Joe will have a quote medical emergency. And Kamala will be promised the governorship of California, and then uh, Newsom will be pla- placed on the ballot. Mm. I think that's a very interesting theory. Yeah, I think it could be very close to correct. You know, uh, nobody likes Kamala. Nobody. Yeah. It's just, Democrats don't like Kamala. Yeah. Uh, very low approval ratings, even amongst hardcore Democrats. Yeah, they all know that she yeah, has no future. Yeah, she has no, like, come on, yeah. Has, has a vice president ever gone back and then took lower office before? I don't... That'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Um, Just shows you how much we pay attention to what vice presidents do after they leave office, except for Dick Cheney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Al Gore. But, um, Laura you know. emailed us saying that she thinks Michelle Obama is going to be the replacement. Mike? Um, yeah, Mike. Mm. And that it's very close to being right around the corner that that happens. Uh, that's actually the theory also of uh, one of the people that works for us, John. Um, uh, you know, God help us if that happens. Yeah. If that happens, I think we're in some pretty deep, uh, because she has that way of like, I don't know. I just think that she could get that like Oprah level of popularity. You know, the magazines would, there'd just be so much fawning over her. It'd it'd be absurd. Yeah. And I think that that could really put us in a I mean, except for her being a man. You know, there's, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. there, you know, there's, uh, yeah, not really much to attack her on, except that she had school lunch programs and she didn't really. Do oh, hold anything. on, I got the perfect clip. He's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> my baby, she's a man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike would be a formidable opponent, yeah. mostly because he could play both sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> be the first female yeah. presidential candidate. Um, you know, whatever happened with that, uh, murder on Obama's property? Oh, um, 
Because you were following yeah, me. Yeah, I... Oh, my God. The police came out and they were like, yeah. uh, Oh, it, it was discovered that he was actually on the property at yes. the time of the death. Yeah. And then after... But, you know, it's, of course, being a former president and having all these connections, it's stonewalled the death now. We don't... I mean, all no. we know is that the initial report that Obama wasn't on the property when the chef died uh, was false. Mm-hmm. They were there. Um... Mm. Yeah. You know, listen, all these Democrat chefs keep dying. That's true. You know? It's very House of Cards. Um, Okay, uh, (laughs) Merry Christmas to Brian. Thanks for your email. We we appreciate it. We're definitely in sync on that. Um, If you have any comments or questions or want us to talk about something or you got uh, some feedback on the show or some thoughts, email is triggered at townhall.com. Hopefully you got your 60% off VIP sale uh, when it was running uh, from last week's show. Uh, promo luckily, code Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Uh, no, no, no. It is a Christmas <laughs> movie. Christmas That's movie. not the promo code. <laughs> luckily for you all, exclusive to Triggered members, uh, Triggered listeners, I have extended the VIP member sale for you. Triggered60 is the code. Triggered60 is the code. Still active, and it'll be active probably until the 15th of the month. So... Get your shit while it's hot. Money back guarantee. Nobody else gets that guarantee. And nobody has ever asked for their money back. I promise you, you're going to love it. Become a gold member. It's so cheap right now. You'll get so much content from all of our sites. Matt, Katie Spencer. You'll get Schlichter, Cruiser, Steve Green, Jim Van Lohr. I mean, you'll get so so much content across so many sites. And you'll be able to get it all in our brand new mobile app, So go to townhallvip.com, get your subscription, Mm -hmm. Triggered 60, and then head over to the app, THM News, and you can get that at townhall.com slash app. You'll get everything. Triggered Uncensored's in there, Kurt's podcast, all the VIP podcasts, all the VIP content, all available in the beautiful new THM News app. So... On that note, we will be uh, back here next Wednesday, December 13th, for another episode of Triggered as we we continue our uh, long death march to episode 500. We're going to get something very special planned for that. Um, Of course, take a moment tomorrow to remember uh, Pearl Harbor Day. And on that note, we hope you all have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Triggered. See you then.